I come with a burdened heart. I've come to share what God has laid on my heart this morning. <clears throat> In the last few weeks, I've, uh, I've been extremely burdened. I've felt all of the emotions that you have, I'm sure. And I've felt rather helpless. And many times I've been down on my knees crying out to God, what can I do? What should I do? What do I say to my black friends? What do I say to my police officer friends? What am I to do, oh God? Are you there with me? I cry out, what in our community needs to change? And I cry out to God, what do you want me to do? God spoke very clearly, and today I'm simply a messenger. I don't often hear an audible voice, but it was very clear in my spirit. My walk in the morning with my dog is a prayer time for me after I've been sitting in quiet at home. And God spoke very clearly. He said, you're a spiritual leader. You need to call this congregation to a time of prayer and fasting. <laughs> I, you know, pretty much said, oh yeah, God, maybe some other time. You know, it's summer, it's vacation, it's, it's not going to work. I say that flippantly, but I tried to say no. And God said, yes, you have been praying, what can you do? This is what you need to do. So I'm here very simply today to call us as a community of faith to a time of prayer and a time of fasting. And uh, for many different reasons. There have been some very difficult conversations happening in this community. Unfortunately, I was out of town, so I didn't get to attend them, but there will be more. And we need to be a part of that. We need to be bold in our actions as Christians. I believe, and I feel you're there too, that each in our own way, we cannot be silent anymore. I don't look at my phone, but Maria just texted me, and I, I feel it's important you know. I hadn't heard the news, but around 9 o'clock this morning, three police officers were shot in Baton Rouge, less than a mile from police headquarters and a few miles from where Alton Sterling was shot and killed on July 5th. One officer has died. No information has been passed along on the others. The gunman has not been found or has not been taken into custody. So this is the reality of evil. This is the reality, and we are being called to respond. So I want to say also to you that as a, a nation, I feel it is time. Yesterday, there was a great gathering of Christians in Washington, D.C., together, 2016, praying on their knees for this country and for this world. We need to join that. And I've got a plan. God gave me a plan. And I beg you to join. Because it's time that we stand together. Not only with all of the stuff, this evil that's going on in our nation, 
But our church, the, the church universal, is under crisis. We are under crisis as Christians and we are under crisis as a United Methodist denomination. There is a lot of division in our denomination right now over human sexuality. Some of you know that I am probably more progressive or, or liberal than some others. But I am very puzzled and I'm very concerned about what happened this week. We all had jurisdictional conferences in the United Methodist Church. And, you know, we have a book of discipline to uphold that's under a lot of uh, debate right now. On Friday of this week, the first female African-American bishop of our conference was elected and consecrated. She's a good friend of ours, Sharma Lewis, came from North Georgia, very powerful woman of God. Several women, North Georgia, our conference is getting a woman. How about that? I mean, to me, that's progress. <laughs> Good things are happening, but at the same time, I'm very puzzled because the first woman who was, is married in a lesbian relationship has been consecrated as bishop, and I, I don't know what to do with that because uh, this summer at general conference, things were put into play that the bishops would meet and every single part of the book of discipline regarding human sexuality would be prayed over. And I was looking forward to, to how we might move together as a church to be the body of Christ. And until that is different, I, we, are under that rule. And now... Stuart mentioned this morning, his words were, the bishops are saying it is more division, it is more divisiveness. I'm concerned for our church, and I'm concerned for our local church, Noonan First United Methodist Church, because I feel like we are in this, I, I preached about this a few months back, we are at a threshold, and I believe God is calling us to be the body of Christ, whatever that means to you and to me. And, and as Nick spoke so eloquently, that may look different. It may look different how you or I feel that God is leading. But something has to happen. And I believe it has come time to have a time of prayer and of fasting for us to seek God's face for all that's going into, on in the world so that you and I may know how we are to carry out our daily lives as Christians. How are you, how am I being called to live, to make Jesus famous? Thank you for praying such a Holy Spirit-filled prayer. To make Jesus famous to not just be a fan, but to be an all-in follower of Jesus Christ. That's what God's calling us to do today. So let me, 
let me try to give you some things. One other thing, I'll, I'll, I, and, and I realize it may become sporadic. Um, one thing I want to call your attention to, as you are praying and wrestling with all of the racial tension and the police officers and all of that stuff going on in our nation. If you haven't already watched or listened to um, Andy Stanley last week at northpoint.org, he sat down with two black pastors and had a very open, honest dialogue. And all of us have to listen and we need to hear that. It's called skin in the game. So please, he is one of those that um, is a leader. And we need to, to listen. It will help as we, as we seek leaders in, in this country who are leading us according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will, make, uh, will reveal to us what you and I are called to do. My spirit hungers and thirsts for more of Jesus. My spirit hungers for more of his word, more of his presence, more of his glory. Uh, we need to be in worship. And part of our worship will come in our daily spiritual disciplines. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 7. This is a familiar passage. And I'm not going to take the time to, to set it up. This is Solomon speaking. He had built the temple. This is what God says to the people of Judah at that time. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves... And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. You know I believe that the word of God is living and active. And I believe more than ever before that this word is for us today as it was for them thousands of years ago. So this is what I believe God is telling us. It's time to fast. And it's time to fast once a week. I ask that you join me on Wednesdays for a time of prayer and fasting. You go about your daily life. And it's not out of obligation, but it's out of obedience and a call from God. And first of all, when we do a fast... It can be fasting from food, can be fasting from entertainment and social media, but there has to be a reason for our fast. So I've simply said this, our reason is to draw near to God and seek his will and his direction so that you and I might know how we are being called to live in our daily lives. I say, it's very clear to me, I'm going to fast once a week on Wednesdays. And if God says to do more than one day, I will. I hope that you will be obedient. We need to know how long. And I'm going to, I feel sure that we are to do this until Christmas time. 
So Wednesdays until December 21st, fast from food, fast from entertainment, fast from social media, this is what has to happen. We need to break out of our normal routine. We need to submit our body, our will, and our emotions to God's will for you and for me. To allow the Spirit of God to work in our spirit. Remember last time I preached, it was a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how God's spirit speaks to our spirit and that's how the flow works. That's how we are vessels. That's how we are containers for Jesus. That's how the, the beacon of the light of Christ shines in us and then we are the beacon to others. So we've got a reason for the fast. We've got a length of the fast and we know what we can fast from. Now let me teach you a bit about fasting. It happened all the time in scripture. You can search Daniel, Nehemiah, the story of Esther, Ezra, Paul and Silas. Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness fasting. And do you know what happened after that? Incredible three years of ministry on earth. Every time somebody was going to make a decision or someone was called to a task of ministry, they fasted first. God is calling us to a task of ministry. God is calling us to be the church. And that means how we, how we interact with people who think differently than us. What we say, what we do during our workday, what we say at the pool, what we do in the grocery store, all of that matters. First off, you need to know fasting is, is about relationship rather than a ritual. It's all about our personal relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want you to go to Isaiah 58 this week, in the coming weeks. That is a, a profound chapter where God is talking to the people of Judah and saying, you're doing this fasting stuff, trying to get me to be kind of like I would call a Santa Claus God. You're trying, you're, you're just going through the motions, you're going through the ritual to try to get me to change my mind or to do what you want me to do. And God tells them, that's not what fasting is all about. Fasting is all about relationship. So as our scripture says, the first thing is this, it begins with humility. It means that you and I pour ourselves out before God. We admit that we are broken people. We admit that we are sinful people who make an awful lot of mistakes each and every day. It, it means that we completely surrender. And we say, God, I choose to fast today because I want to be your servant I want to follow your will. I humble myself. I surrender to you. And it truly is withdrawing from our normal routine 
Because, you see, you and I get so into our daily routine, even in the summertime we get into perhaps a different routine, but it's still routine. And our relationship with Jesus Christ can become very complacent. This is not the time for lukewarm or complacent Christians. Then we tell Jesus that we want to follow his voice. We want to follow his ways. You see, because I see this as an army rising up. We are in battle. We are in a spiritual battle. It is truly good versus evil. And we have to seek God's guidance, God's direction, God's purpose. And really... We are all called to be ministers, that's scriptural. So we, in a time of fasting, can say, God, I need a fresh anointing. You know, I'm kind of worn out. I come to worship on Sunday morning and I just don't really feel anything. Or I might be dry or I just don't know what to do or I just don't know what to say. That's when it's time to fast. God's, God promises this. If we are faithful, if we are obedient, if we choose to seek his face in humility, he will answer us. He will, through the power of the Holy Spirit, give each one of us guidance and direction. So we humble ourselves, we seek his face. You know that Second Chronicles verse in the Amplified Version says, pray, seek, crave. I love that word. When we are fasting, we fast and submit our physical body to God. And we say, I crave more of you. I crave your will. I crave your direction. I crave your guidance. I want to be in deeper relationship with you. And this is what we pray. Something like this, Lord, I'm broken. I'm a broken, sinful, wounded person. Uh, I'm coming to you not in my strength. Because basically, God, I don't have much. But I come to you in my weakness. Knowing that when I give you my weakness, you and you alone, God, will make me strong. How about that? Secondly, Scripture tells us to turn from our wicked ways. I told you recently, God is calling us to a time of repentance, to a time of confession, a daily time of confession. But on Wednesdays now, when we surrender ourselves and, and we say, God, it's your way, not my way. Have your way with me within me through the power of your Holy Spirit, then we also need to pray for the Holy Spirit to convict us of where we are going astray, where we are missing the mark. You see, fasting, I'll just tell you, there's nothing easy about it. And if you do more than a day fast, some of you who have had opportunities to experience that, you get kind of cranky, I do. I get really cranky and I get really angry and, and it's what I call dis-ease and I get all prickly. 
You know why? Because the Holy Spirit's revealing to me what isn't right within me. And the time of fasting is a time to get all of that crap out so more of the light and love of Christ can come in. So when we fast, we humble ourselves, we surrender, and then we spend time in confession. And we ask God, show me through the power of your Holy Spirit what needs to change in me. What is separating me from you, O oh God? What behavior What am I doing or what am I not doing that you find displeasing? Ask God to show you the areas of your life that are toxic or the sins that separate you. Perhaps it's a behavior. Perhaps you're harboring unforgiveness. Perhaps you have resentment for that person who thinks differently than you. Perhaps you are not using your God-given gifts and talents the way God is calling you to. So we empty and we confess our, we empty ourselves, we confess, and then we must be filled with something. And during a time of fast, we fill ourselves with the word of God. We've got to spend time feeding on the word. That's how we have the sustenance to get through a 24-hour fast or a longer fast. That's how God gives us the the self-control to take control, submitting our body, our will, our emotions to his will for our lives. So you read your Bible, you study, you meditate. Every time I've been called to a fast, Scripture has come alive for me. It's like I can't get enough. I'm hungry for more. That's the craving that God gives us when we fast. And let me just interject. I know that some of you medically cannot go without food. I will help you. I will find something else. I will help you determine what you can fast from. It's something that has to take a lot of your time. What distracts you? What keeps you away from your relationship with God? That's what you need to fast from. All right, then next, we need to worship. We need to be in personal worship. When we fast, we surrender, we humble ourselves, we seek God's face, we, we confess our sins, our brokenness, We feed upon the Word of God, and then we worship. We spend time in personal praise and worship. Think for a minute. What does that look like to you? What songs do you play when you're in the car? What do you do when you're out for a walk? How do you worship? It's not when we sit still or when we stand up and hear. Worship is an attitude of praise, of thanksgiving, of you're God and I'm not. That kind of thing. How are you called to worship? And then as we are worshiping, we need to be speaking God's truth over our lives, over the lives of our family, this church, our country. In other words, all those powerful words that we sang this morning, 
We were claiming God's promises. We were claiming that Jesus Christ is the hope of this world. We are claiming that there are great things to be done right here in Noonan, Georgia. We're claiming that. So you read God's word and you speak truth. This is what I believe. You profess it. You claim it. You stand on God's promises. All right, so fasting isn't a diet. If you want to lose five pounds, this isn't the way to do it. Because then your intention is on you rather than God. If you're going to do it because I said so, then it's the wrong thing. If you want to get in board because, on board because you believe that God is calling us to, then you're on the right track. Fasting is one of the spiritual disciplines. It's just like working out. You don't want to go to the gym, but you feel better when you leave. It's the same way. It is a spiritual discipline. The more we do it, the more we practice, the deeper in relationship we get with Jesus Christ. So don't do this alone. We can be very powerful agents through which the Holy Spirit works if we are going to do this as a unified body to pray for our church, to pray for our nation, to pray how God is going to work in and through us. So determine ahead of time how and what you can fast from. You have to, our minds have a lot of control if we give it to them. You have to determine what you're going to fast from. If I were you, I'd write it down, make a contract, and then share it with some others so that you have accountability, so that you don't feel ever that you are in this by yourself. You take control. You know when you're going to start, what you're going to fast from, when you're going to end. You humble yourself before the Lord, and if he says, keep on going, then I, I pray that you will be obedient. A fast can be a juice and water fast. Some of us need protein, so it can be protein shakes. It can be fruit, vegetables, and nuts. It can be what you and God determine to be. And like I said, I can't spend time giving you specific examples. If you need help, please let me help you so we can do this together. I'm excited because we have an opportunity to grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ. God is calling us to be faithful. God is calling us to be true followers. Will I be perfect every Wednesday between now and December 21st? Hmm, I'm sure not. But I'm going to give it my best shot. Because I want to be a faithful follower. I want to make Jesus famous. And it's that whole starship story, you know, where a person's throwing in one starship at a time and they're wondering why. Somebody asks them, why are you doing that? And it's to change one. If I save the life of one, then, then my walk on the beach has, has made some difference. 
God will honor and bless our obedience and our faithfulness, whatever little step we choose to take. I pray that God will be glorified. As the band comes up, let's have a prayer. God, we have heard your call. I pray for each one of us here. I pray for us, your church, that you would make clear to each one of us how you are calling us to honor your call to prayer, your call to fasting. I pray, God, that you would continue to just raise up an army, an army of Christ followers, an army who is willing in bold confidence to fight, to fight. And sometimes that looks very humble. We want to be your warriors, Jesus. So help us to see what that looks like for, for, for us, for each one of us. We pray for this, your church. We pray for this, your community. In any way, shape, or form that you are calling us to serve God, let us say yes. Let us say amen. Let us take up our cross so that we might follow you. In the name of Jesus, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen.